You're listening to the Into Dust podcast, hosted by Joe Moore, presented by the Belly Up Media Podcast Network. Joining today's episode, Oliver Solberg. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. What are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. Just sitting in the calm forestry of Sweden. <laughs> um, so we're a week and, re- and a half removed from Rally Mexico, which you took... Yeah third in class in the event third place yeah exactly it was a Um, a tough weekend (laughs) overall but uh, i think third place was great in the end so 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 what was the event like for you seeing that i think it's the first time you've ever run that event yeah no it's first time for most of the people so you know it's such a difficult tricky event so it's not like any other rally where you can push really hard so that was the probably the difficult part to keep that steady pace um but still go fast uh because there's so many loose rocks so many the stages are super loose and really warm so it's hard for the tires on top of it so difficult to find the combination of what tires to use so um, yeah it was uh, interesting and very you learned a lot during a weekend like that so that was fun so in terms of like in terms of the WRC2 championship cuz I believe you still beat that if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so still in the world championship in that class so that's you know great obviously and and uh, and well yeah still many races to go but at least I think a good start of the season with positive speed and and also getting the car in the window where I want it so I feel I feel good for the year and as I said Mexico you know could and should have been probably much better than the third, but uh, got a puncture on the beginning of the race and then three cylinders, unfortunately, with the engine uh, towards the end. So for sure, we lost a lot of time, but I think third is amazing for the championship anyway. So the the points are very, very important. Yeah, and and to, it's to be mentioned that you got third and there were three or four stage cancellations as well. So there's a good chance you could have gone higher if there weren't cancellations there. Yeah, cancellations, three cylinders at the end, and all those things combined. I don't think it was really my weekend, but uh, at least the speed was great. We catched a lot of time when we could. And, uh, well, at least that is positive, and and that's the the main goal as well, is to have the pure speed. Even if you didn't really win the rally, I think the speed is as important to show. Uh, especially when you're young, so I think that uh, was a good, good feeling. Anyway, good weekend. So you're going to Croatia in two or three weeks' time. Um, you're not competing for WRC two points. Um, what is your purpose of heading to that event then? Uh, well, purpose is mainly just to try to get uh, mileage. Um, I feel feel good with the car on on tarmac, uh, as as I saw in. Monte Carlo winning 10 out of 18 stages. So that was positive. Um, 
and then yeah for sure it's just it's just a tricky event that's probably going to stay in the calendar for a long time so it's good to get those mileage uh, for those events and uh, and then why i don't really do points is because everybody else is doing points <laughs> so it's good to just see a little bit where everyone else will score how they will be and then it's easier for me also to to just see where, a bit where i am in the championship so it's uh, no point to rush anything um even if i'm leading so uh, it's just nice to go there without pressure, just drive, enjoy, and, and try to win as many stages as possible, basically. Um, so in terms of events, how many other events are you planning on attending this season, if you can say right now? Uh, well, I'm trying to at least do every European race, so that's about nine. Uh, so hopefully I get a budget together for that, so I'm still missing a bit of budget, but it looks looks quite good to do most of it anyway so that's the, that's possible so the long like the the far away events is too expensive to do um but i wanted to do mexico it was a dream i had so that was always in the plan anyway um and mexico was your first time racing state in in north america since 2019 correct yeah so it was uh, that's also why i wanted to go because you know it's great for monster and I love Mexico, I love America, and, and obviously Canada, of course. But yeah, it's those kind of places which I like to go, and it, because it's so, so different to Europe, and the rallies are great, and, and hopefully we'll be back in America as well to do some rallying. So yeah, it's just nice to, to go over on the other side of the, the ocean to, to do some rallies as well. So you made... Mean- you, along with a few others, have made the switch from Rally 1 to uh, Rally 2 cars this off-season. What's that been yeah. like for you? No, well, I have a lot of experience from Rally Rally 2 from before, so it was, it was no real issue to jump back in a car like that. Obviously, my dream and goal is to be in, in, uh, in WRC, uh, but that's that's just how it is right now. So it's it's good to still get that experience and still be able to drive as many races as possible. And and to be honest, WRC two is is as hard as so many cars, so many competitive drivers. So you know, it's I can't say it's more fun, but it's a little bit more exciting in one way. To be honest. Um. So, what was like last season, what was driving a rally one car like for you? Because that like you kind of took a quick jump from WRC two to WRC one the season beforehand in twenty twenty one, and then last yeah. season you were full time in W or pretty much full time in W or rally one. Well, the, for sure the jump is big, yeah, especially when it comes to aerodynamics and and as well the speed is not so much different because the engine power is not crazy different uh, but it's more aerodynamics and the corner speed you can have to, because of that um, and then obviously it was a new era for Hyundai for the team so it was you know it was a very difficult year for the team uh, politically and inside challenge challenging um so I mean that was probably the main main difficult part, not really the driving itself. Uh, so it was a lot of things to learn, not just about the driving, but also how to be in a factory team, in a big political team, uh, which was very very different. So that was also 
why maybe I didn't want to rush this year to get back into Rally 1. Uh, to, you know, just maybe I came too early into it before. Uh, so I just wanted to take a step uh, back, learn again and see a little bit where I am and and then build again up for the future. So that was a little bit uh, the, the differences and why I, I went back then. Rally Belgium has been your highest finish so far. What was that like for you in terms of WRC? Well, I, I mean, after coming from uh, my worst rally in Finland, to going to do my best rally, the rally straight after was probably, you know, just that made it much more emotional and much more special. And we had a really, really good pace towards the end of the year and really good uh, rallies. So I think, you know, it was positive and, and really nice to see that I can do it. Uh, and that really helps, you know, for sure for the, for the future when, you, when you're planning to be more ready and, and when you come back into it, really. So, yeah, uh, Belgium, you know, tarmac is maybe not my main, main surface for sure, but it still was probably one of my best races uh, overall. So, yeah, very emotional to, to be able to do such a good event there. Um, and then the event afterwards, which was New Zealand, um, you had a few big moments there. You had, I think, the biggest jump of the weekend uh, yes. in terms of that. <laughs> what, what was that jump like for you? Because on, well, on camera, uh, that, that looked like it hurt. No, it didn't hurt, but it was probably as as surprising inside the car as it looked outside the car. <laughs> so when we did recce, right, uh, it didn't look really big. Uh, I just had flat, flat jump and I was like, yeah, no problem. And my co-driver said the same. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's no problem. And then we came to the jump and I went flat and it's probably the craziest, biggest jump I've ever done. Uh, I got such a shock when I sat inside the car that I didn't really know what to do. I was like, okay just let's let's take off and see what happens really you know and and uh yeah it was it was uh it's cool when stuff like that works when you when it works it's cool <laughs> that's the thing i i think for me when like watching that after i was like how did like the car didn't break how and it just goes to show how well that car was built yeah i know those cars are super strong super built so you know all the cars in the world championship are should be able to do it, you know. So in that sense, it's no problem. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, I was surprised when I sat in the car that I didn't expect it to jump that high, but it jumped nicely. So for that sense, it was no problem <laughs> because I never um, really jumped that high with the car. So I was like, "How is this going to jump?" You know. So I was quite surprised. And then, of course, after New Zealand, it it came out that you were no longer with Hyundai at the at the end of the season. So, what was that kind of life for you in terms of emotion and that sort of stuff? Well, I didn't know it until actually the Sunday after New Zealand either. So it was as much as shock news for me as it was for the rest of the world. So, for sure, I mean, it's nothing you want. Uh, compared to what they promised and what the plan was uh, for the future, it was totally different. So 
it was quite a shock for everyone. But you know, that's that's how life is for sure. It was a, it was a tough season for the team, uh, for me, and a lot that I learned that year. So, I mean, it wasn't maybe the best situation. But again, um, I did a few races. Um, I thought I was going to do a bit more, and also. For sure, it was emotional when when you're not in the WRC car anymore. But I managed to turn it quite quickly, quickly around in my head. Um, so so I didn't dig myself down underground too much. But for sure, straight away, it was very emotional and, and, and tough because, you know, it was not obviously not what you wanted. And obviously not what the plan was either from the team. So that was what's, what was so, so surprising, you know, because they promised one thing. And something else happened. So yeah, that was that was difficult. And and through that time, like how much was your father a help to you? Because obviously your father, you know, was the last world champion world champion before Tan to not be named Sebastian. Um, yeah. Now, well, uh, yeah, he, he he knew exactly how a situation like that was, and he's been in it himself. And for sure, he, my parents supported me very much through this period, and. You know, I'm very grateful for that. So definitely it helps to have such experienced parents um, around rallying to know, know what they talk about. And you can get a lot of support from that. So, I mean, that was uh, was definitely very helpful for in that period. Um, and, and too, like last year, I don't know if you could say much on this. I don't really expect you to because of the direct topic of it. But last year, there was a lot of things surrounding Newville and Tannic and Hyundai and their relationship and so on. What was that like to be with them last year? No, well, uh, yeah, I think that's a bit of the reason why Oit quit uh, because of the toxic relationship and also the, a lot of a lot of politics. And yeah, that I was also for sure affected of that, and that was what the tough period. What I talked about in Hyundai was, you know, the. The car was a struggle, the team was in a struggle, and everyone really got quite negative. And and everything just, you know, everyone worked in their own areas. Nobody really worked with each other. So I don't know how it is now, but at least at that time, it was very, very difficult. And when I look back at it now, uh, you know, you understand that it may be good for me to be where I am now. I'm very happy where I am now. So... In that sense, it's it's uh, it's it's nice. So, for sure, I'd love to be in a WRC car, but if it's not right, it's no point to do it either. So, it's better to do it properly and and have everything around you properly before you do it again. Basically, and that's so you learn a lot in that sense. Um, and then, too, throughout the <clears throat> throughout the off season, there was also a rumor of you and Tanak going and joining a private team like doing wrc1 under tanax red gray team was there any truth to that no 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 it was a for sure a lot of speculation at that period because we kind of left at the same time from hyundai so for sure it was quite obvious that uh, we were going to do something together but Eventually, I we, I didn't really find what I was searching uh, inside Ford, and 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 for sure they wanted to go all in on Tadak, which I understand. So, as I said, I didn't want to rush anything. I want to do it properly again, or I or I don't 
uh, or I don't want to do rush it basically. So I'd, I'd rather do like I did now, go a step back, do it properly and, and win as I do now. I think it's important uh, for the confidence and, and uh, for, for myself, you know? Yeah. And your, your driver I've had a lot of praise for, um, as you've probably seen. And I know your father has seen because he's liked a few of my posts about you. Um, but you're, you're somebody I've, I've had high praise for since you were in the ARA a few years ago. Um, so what was your time in the ARA like? Well, to be honest, I, uh, at the American Championship was probably the, one of my favorite times uh, because, you know, the team was super cool and obviously Subaru was something very, very special. But I, I think the main thing was that every rally was so different and you learned so much from it. Um, and, you know, the, the, the rallies are like world championship level easily. So, I mean, the, the amount of rallies I've done is probably one of the, like some of the rallies, probably the, some of the best rallies I've ever done um, road wise. So, so everything in the, first of all, going to America was very special for me because I haven't been there before. So the atmosphere and the, what you see in America is very different to Europe. And then I love that. And then plus the car was super cool with Subaru. And then, and then as I said, the roads were super cool. So the whole experience gave myself a lot of, a lot of knowledge for moving on into the world championship and also racing against such tough competition uh, and everything. So, you know, it was a big learning curve, but still like a fantastic time with Subaru. So it was, a, a, you know, what can you say? A dream come true, really, to be able to race with the Subaru. That's the main thing. So I, I think the biggest like news this weekend or this past weekend, uh, which kind of overshadowed everything else this past weekend, um, was the news of the WRC test event in Chattanooga. Um, Tennessee. What's your thoughts on the WRC returning to the U.S.? Well, to be honest, I was a little bit surprised that that it was going to Tennessee uh, because I don't think there's really been an ARA, ARA rally there before. Uh, but I mean, it's first of all, it's great to have it back in America. It's exactly what the sports needs, and it's the market we need. And plus. America is probably the coolest place, one of the coolest places in the world to do to do a rally. So I, I, it's really important for for that sense. And uh, maybe it can bring Subaru back. You never know for the future. And and yeah, to do a trial event now first, I think it's very important to see really how the rally works. And then hopefully it's a good one for the future. And and, and you know, um, so back to your time in the ARA. What was it like to have uh, a world or an, an American rally champion like David Higgins as your teammate? Well, David, you know, had a lot of experience. He was older than me and and has won it so many times. So, you know, you could learn so much from him as a driver uh, about a car. And also, you know, he was a super nice guy, always trying to help, even if we were competitors. Uh, I, he helped me a little bit less when I started beating him, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, you know, he's a great guy and a great relationship with his co-driver as well, you know, because he, he's been with me in the rally car 
a few rallies after in the world championship so you know it was a great people and they could learn me really quickly to get into the car because they knew the car so well so that's exactly what you what you look for as as teammates and it's uh, it's uh, it was uh, it was cool competition and and really fierce on on many of the rallies because it's always experience you know and, and... There was, I remember this from Subaru's launch control series. There was an event where David beached his car and you stopped to help him. I think you were leading that event. What was your mindset behind that? Uh, well, um, I know I wasn't leading because I had a lot of problems with my car myself before. Uh, so I was really in, in nowhere's land, to be honest. Um, so, you know, the first thing you see is because David was leading and then you're like, okay, I, in the world championship, you're not really allowed to help people. But apparently in America, you can you can help people on the stage uh, to pull them out and stuff. So I thought that was quite cool because I was only 17 years old. So I got quite hyped of that. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to pull them out of the ditch, which I thought was quite cool. Uh, and uh, and I, oh, I didn't get him out because my clutch started to burn and uh, my rope broke. So... It didn't work, but I think he eventually came out somehow. So, I mean, it was a, a cool story to tell for the future. And, and it's it was definitely a cool thing to kind of see, too, because it's like you don't generally see anybody helping each other out in terms of that. Because normally when a car is beached like that or normally when a car is off like that, it's just completely off. It's not sitting there beached. So that was yeah, definitely yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, exactly. It was, he was, he was in the ditch, you know, and you, normally you don't think when people go off that you can help them, but he was quite in a good situation with the car. He was just stuck. So he's trying, just trying to pull him out really. And uh, it almost worked, almost worked. <laughs> um, so that year as well, when you were with Subaru, you went to the Goodwood Festival of Speed with your father who drove his, one of his world old world rally cars what was that experience like for you now but that was a dream come true to be able to have our cars side by side my subaru his subaru and they look almost identical so for sure that was uh, definitely a dream that we both had to be able to both drive blue subarus with yellow stars and uh, yeah it was an emotional weekend but a great event a great show and we we had so much fun together. And, and as I said, driving Subarus, it was nothing better. If there was one car you would love to drive in the World Rally Championship, what would it be? Well, that would I think that's quite an easy answer. Obviously, it would be Subaru. <laughs> WRC, that, uh, that my dad won the World Championship in. I mean, I always dreamt about driving that car. It looked so good. Uh, it looked so fast. So... For sure, that was uh, always been a dream that I have to be able to drive one of his cars in the World Championship. Maybe someday, maybe someday. I, I, I maybe don't know. Someday. Those, those cars if are I'm probably lucky. worth <laughs> If I'm lucky, are... maybe if, if it's nice enough to let me out, uh, out in one. But again, uh, there's so much value to them. And I don't think he would ever lend me one. That, that that's not a car you want to risk having destroyed um because that's a car you can't really replace ever yeah exactly so i don't think i i would really uh dare to do it either <laughs> to be um, honest. 
So this past weekend at the Rallying the 100 Acre Wood, the ARA retired Ken Block's number. This is something the WRC did this season solely uh, as well. What was your reaction to that? Well, I think that's the right thing to do out of respect. Uh, you need to do that. And uh, maybe it will open up for, you know, in the future again. And maybe his daughter will use it, or I don't know, when she comes into rallying maybe. But, you know, I think out of respect for Ken and, and also to, and so on, I think that's the right thing to do for sure. Because it's in- only one number 43 and that is Ken. <laughs> So you did Gymkhana 10, part of Gymkhana 10 with Ken. What was that experience like for you? Well, it was a dream come true, first of all, because, you know, I always looked up to Ken so much and he was a big inspiration for me. And uh, and then to be able to do, he called me and invited me to do Gymkhana 10. I mean, that was just a, a crazy thing in my eyes that... Uh, and I was like, okay, Ken is calling me to invite me to do Jim Kala 10. I was a bit starstruck first. <laughs> and uh, and then really, you know, to see that I'm really the first driver to actually be involved in Jim Kana movies almost to have like my own uh, scene with him and my own shot. And uh, it was just surreal, to be honest. And and uh, I, I knew Ken quite well from before. So... Uh, he was always very helpful and always very friendly and, and, and always treated me very, very nicely. So, you know, as I said, Ken was my biggest idol and, and, and inspiration. So uh, it was such, such a crazy thing to do. And, and uh, especially when you look back at it now, it's uh, when you realize how short life is and how vulnerable it is, it's, uh, it's uh, for sure a memory I will uh, never forget. Um. So obviously, I think the biggest, like two days into this year, everybody in the rally world got the biggest shock of their lives when Ken passed. What was your reaction? I think think everyone in the whole world, even it doesn't have to be motorsport people. It can be people, normal people around the world that, that Ken was so famous for skating, for clothing, for, for his personality and, and as well as well his his motorsport passion and, and so on. I think he was everyone in the world was touched. So so when that news broke, what was your initial kind of reaction? Because I don't think you would have known about it till a couple hours after due to time zones. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, the crazy thing is that I woke up earlier. I woke up two hours before my alarm somehow. I don't know why, but just by a feeling i woke up two hours behind uh, before and then i checked my phone and then i got a lot of messages and i was like oh shit uh why do i have so many messages and then and then i saw this you know you you almost almost went out in tears because it was first of all the shock and then after you know you you can't really believe it it was such a a heavy day and yeah, the first first emotion is just shock because you, you you don't really know what to think or what to do because you don't really believe it. And then you started looking into all these different stories. Why? How? Is it real? What has happened? And and it it was. And and then then uh, it was a very emotional and for sure a tough time uh, 
for our family as well uh, that day because you know we we loved Ken. He was a very uh, good friend, and uh, and well, first of all, we we were so horrified because we know how close he was with his kids, and and the rally was doing the daughter was doing rallying, and yeah, it was just a crazy a crazy day to be honest. I I couldn't really believe it until a few days later actually because it's it's still surreal to be honest. And and like for me personally, I know like. I was in the middle of watching a hockey game when I seen the message and I was like, what? That can't be real. And I don't think the shock set in until I seen uh, Lucy post about it. And then I was like, this is actually happening. What? Yeah, exactly. When when the family posts about it, you see the family. And I, I knew some of the guys who was very good friends with Ken. So when they started texting me, uh, I was uh, definitely in shock. Then I realized what has happened. That was crazy. And I think that was, and that for me was a moment that I don't think really, like, I don't even think it still feels real to me, but like this past weekend with the ARA retiring his number and all, and honoring him, I think that kind of finally put the realization into me that he was actually gone that we aren't yeah, going to be able to see i think when that when the whole rallying really started and everyone started retiring his number and and you see the everyone starting honoring honoring him in different liveries and different cars and and everything then you really realize first of all how big he was what a star he was what a influence he had but I think the main main thing was then you realize that shit, you know, you never actually want to see him again. And that, and that is scary in one way. And, well. and, and for me, it was like the night he passed, I remember writing an article about it and that was probably a, the worst written article I've ever done. Um, and probably the hardest one to write because Ken has, Without Ken, I wouldn't be in rally. And I don't think a lot of people would be either. And for me to, for that to happen and me to try to put feelings into words, it was nearly impossible. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he struck so emotionally in so many people. And the, the, that was the shocking shocking part, That especially when you saw his passing, you really understood how, how big he was. And then... Uh, you know, as as you said, you you, you it's a, for sure it's a hard article to write because you don't really understand it, and uh, that's the crazy thing. And it, and to be honest, it was something I didn't even really want to write. I was like, I feel more inclined to write it to honor Ken than how much I actually want to really write it. And and now too, it's like I'm still trying to figure out ways to honor Ken via articles and via other ways and. It's still like, I don't know how to do it because the point where like for me it comes in is it's like in terms of viewership, Ken's name has brought the most viewership to the rally coverage I do, but I also don't want to sit there and continuously use his name over and over again to grow. Yeah, that that's the difficult thing. Same for me when I do this rallying thing. You know, you want to honor him with uh, liveries and stickers and Mention him on your posts because he, he meant so much. Uh, also for me, because he, he was, as I said, such an inspiration and idol to just have fun in the car and slide around. Uh, 
and uh, and and he was also my first sponsor when I was a kid. Uh, with these issues, I had I had a sponsorship and I always got free clothing and a lot of cool stuff. So that was also very special. Uh, and 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 so I always loved Ken since since I was a kid. And and, and uh, yeah, it, it's you don't want to overuse it because it feels disrespectful. But then again, you want to honor him and and show that you really, uh, really appreciated him for what he did. So it's, it's a, it's, it was a difficult, uh, difficult time and, and still is. Yeah. And like, it, it feels like Hunter Acre Wood felt really odd not seeing Ken's name on the entry list because that is an event that he has do- had dominated for a while. That was one of his favorite events. And, and I said this after the event, it didn't matter who won that weekend. If it was Barry McKenna, Brandon Semnuck, some regional guy, it didn't matter who won. The event was for Ken. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Hunter Acre Wood was also one of my favorite races in that in the year when I did ARA, and and uh, and then you know, seeing Ken being so successful there, and actually seeing like the launch control movies from Subaru. And the fight with Ken and and the, with Subaru and stuff—that was why I wanted to go over there uh, and and do the rallies. So also that was an inspiration from Ken why I started rallying actually in America and in Wyoming. So you know he had a lot of influence in that sense. We could probably sit here for hours and solely talk about Ken and his legacy and all that, but I don't think that's what you want to do, and I don't think that's what I really want to have this fully just dedicated to but this also this also shows how 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 much influence and how much uh, love everyone had for ken that we can actually sit and talk about it for hours if we want to and that's the cool that's the cool thing that the influence he had on people uh so it's it's also a nice uh, a nice thing yeah and and to to touch on ken a bit more in terms of like the coverage i do i this season I think a lot more than last season, I've had to fight to continue to do coverage of the ARA and WRC and so on. I think the primary reason why I continue to put up a fight and continue to fight for it is because of Ken. I don't want to give up on it. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a nice thing. Very nice of you to do. So that is cool. It's called um, passion. That's why we do it. <laughs> passion and love for the sport. That's why he did it. And that's why we do it. Uh, I think that's why everybody will continue to do it for a while. Um, so in term, I know you did one rallycross event last season in Sweden. Do you plan on doing any more this season? Uh, no, it was more for fun, one race. Uh, and everything really fitted together because uh, it was a Hyundai at that time. Now I don't want to do it <laughs> and I don't really have a car. Um, so yeah, it fitted in last year very well, and it was something I really wanted to do. Um, but yeah, no, this year is just fully main focus on rallying, yeah, for sure. And I know, like last season, there, in terms of like, there was a lot of fans of Nitro Rallycross who wanted you and your father to to kind of make an appearance. Um, is that something you would look forward like? Is that something if it presented itself, would you do it? No, I've been asked before to actually do it and, and my dad as well. And for sure, it would be cool to do sometime. But as I said, right now, rally is in, in the main focus and I don't 
when I when I want to do something, I want to do it properly. And when I don't really have time to do it properly, it's no no point really. And for sure, it would be fun. But when I do stuff, I want to win, and and do it properly, as I said. So, yeah, it may be in the future could be interesting to try. I would love to try it and do it. But right now, it doesn't really fit in my uh, in my plans. Yeah. Um. So you and your father did the race of championship, the race of champions this year. What was that experience like for you? Well, yeah, it's a it's a family uh, family thing that we've done now for two years, and and to do it with Norway and my father is very special, very emotional, and and to be winning it uh, two years in a row, I mean, it's quite crazy to be honest. So it's uh, it's uh, I mean, uh, to do a race like that together with your father and win it both times, it's super super emotional and probably the coolest thing I've done. So. In, in that sense, it's uh, something I, I love to do. And uh, it's a fun event, really action-packed. So many, many nice motorsport people, passionate people. And, and just the week in itself is just fun. It's not just about the driving. It's the, it's the whole experience, which is so cool, especially for me as a young young guy to see all your idols and the drivers and, and the passion. And, and that was it's the, the cool thing. Um, on the first day of the event as well, you raced against your father. What was that like for you? Uh, terrifying <laughs> because, you know, I know my dad so well and how good he drives and he knows me also so well. So we knew exactly we had to do a perfect run, both of us, to be able to beat each other. And we knew it was going to be so close. Luckily, I beat him <laughs> for, my, for my own sake and for the, maybe the family's peace. Uh, so in that sense, it was, you know, super cool to be racing against him first of all. Um, yeah. Something we've always dreamt about. So yeah, I know it was super, super cool. Like I, I remember seeing that when you and your dad posted about it and I was like, that's going to be a fun race. There, there's no way that that's going to not be close unless one of you spin or get a puncture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, we knew we knew that from the beginning because we were so competitive both of us, and uh, yeah, especially when we race against each other, is hundred and ten percent focus. <laughs> so you've done a lo- a lot of rally events throughout your career. Would it be possible for you to pick a favorite three of them? Yes, uh, actually. Uh, I probably, of course, have to say New Zealand. Um, probably one of the coolest. Uh, then I actually have to say yeah, it's New Zealand um, Olympus Rally. I loved it. Super cool. And yeah, Wales Wales Rally GB probably. Yeah. So Olympus through Wales and New Zealand is probably the, the three, one of the most special and cool events that I've done. So maybe Hondureka. Maybe Hondureka would also. To be honest, Hondureka would this was such a cool event also. So maybe that. So in two to three weeks' time, we, um, in the ERA, it's er, it's Olympus Rally time again. Um, as you just said, it's one of your favorite events. Um, and I get to interview David Higgins, your former teammate, after the event as well. Um, what was your favorite? What's been your favorite part of that event, if you could say? Well, uh, I think the the different sceneries and and different type of stages is so unique. And it has so many different challenges to the roads, fast, narrow, it's loose, uh, very technical. So I, I, I think, and, this, and the, I love the scenery as well, you know, up in the mountains, uh, it's uh, super, super cool in the forestry. So yeah, all of those, all of those kind of things are, are very, very cool. 
So I've talked about your favorite rally. So we've talked about your favorite rallies. What's your dream rally to attend? Oh, that's difficult. That's very difficult. I, I, I don't know, actually. It's difficult to say. <laughs> I mean, you've seen so many cool rallies around the world, but I mean, and New Zealand was one of the dream rallies. So I actually, I don't know, to be honest with you, because I've done so many <laughs> rallies. So I actually don't know which one I would favorize. So in, in terms of the World Rally Championship schedule, what's one rally you would like to see added besides the U.S. rally? Um, added event besides. Uh, that's also very difficult. We have very difficult questions. <laughs> uh, oh No, I would love to see more American events, actually, like Olympus Rally, for example. That would be super cool in the WRC Rally. So, yeah, let's say Olympus Rally. I, I, I remember um, one... The, because the news first came out about like a potential WRC test event in the US, I think over the summer. Um, and I remember talking to one of my friends who's a photographer and we were like, and I was like, Olympus would make the most sense if they were to do an event in America again. It's the last exactly. event that the WRC did in America. It would make sense to do it there because it also has the stage miles, it has the area around it and it is a difficult event. So when yeah, that's, what I, that, that's what I felt too. <laughs> So when it came out that it was Tennessee, I was like, what? Because there hasn't been a full, like, national ARA rally or even Rally America rally in Tennessee in I don't even know how long. Yeah, and so I was also, I didn't know there was, there that there has been a rally there. So for sure, I was very surprised because I got actually asked the question uh, where where it would be a good place. And, and I actually said Olympus rally, but I don't know why they didn't do it, to be honest. The only reason I can think of that they didn't do it is row permits and just the time that it would have to take place for permits. Yeah, probably. probably I don't know. I, I, I honestly have no clue. I mean, I can ask the uh, chairman of Olympus about it, but that's for a different time and a different day. What, in terms of rally cars, we talked about your dream rally car to drive what's been your favorite rally car to drive so far in your career um i think the most special is probably uh, as i said the subaru in america was probably the most special because it's subaru um the the best rally car i've driven is probably the citroen c4 that my dad led lended me to drive i mean such an amazing balanced and such a good car so probably a Citroen C4 WRC, it's very unique. Um, so this past weekend, you posted a picture of a Citroen Xera, uh, Volvo, or Volvo, yes, Volvo, uh, Volkswagen uh, Golf and a Citroen D DS3. Yes, I, I was remembering my cars there. Um, <laughs> where did that Citroen Xera come from? Uh, it's my dad's rally car that he used in 2009 and was bought from bought from Citroen actually as a factory car. So it's a factory Citroen uh, World Rally car uh, that was used by Carlos Sainz, I think, as well, and Sebastian Loeb. And that was used by my dad in 2009. And uh, I also tried it uh, as well. And I have to say that's also probably the best car I've also driven, you know so balanced balanced cars that it's incredible so yeah it's uh, basically the citroens are my dream cars <laughs> um so i know you said 
well, you didn't really say it, but if there was in terms of a manufacturer that you would like to see return to the VRC, which one would you like to see? Well, I think it's very easy and very obvious for me to say Subaru, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, for sure, you know, the, the legendary blue and yellow since I raced Subaru in America, I know they can be competitive. Uh, my dad raced Subaru, the history behind it. So I, oh, it's a very easy answer. It's uh, definitely Subaru, yeah. So there, there was another rumor that started this past offseason. Um, I know there's probably no way to it. Um, there was a rumor that your dad was apparently meant to be spearheading a program with Subaru to return to the WRC. Any truth behind that? Uh, well, it would be a dream uh, for sure, but I don't know actually if it's any truth behind it, to be honest. I wish. I, I think if there was any truth behind it, I think there would have been more about it than one Instagram post. Yeah, I, probably. I, 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 but you never know. You never know what happens in the future, but it would be a dream, yeah, for sure. And I would love to drive it. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the first driver Subaru gets is another Solberg. I, I, How cool I, that, would that be, though? That would be the coolest thing ever. How, how cool would it be in the first season WR? Or Subaru returns to the WRC, they win the championship again with another Solberg. I mean, yeah, that, right? that, that, that would be the craziest thing ever. That would be special, especially seeing as the last time Subaru won a cha world championship was with a Solberg. And it was also the last time, as previously mentioned, a person not named Sebastian won the World Rally Championship until Tanek won it in 2019. And now, of course, when Cali Roland Perro won last year. Um, yeah, I know that would be the coolest thing uh, to happen for sure. <laughs> and, and the dream to do it in the Subaru. That's for sure my ultimate biggest dream. So, Speaking of Cali Rovampera, what was your reaction when he won the championship last season? Well, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I knew how good he was. And yes, he's young, but the experience and the amount of driving he's had together with Toyota, I, I know how much it is. He started already with Toyota when he was 15 years old. So yeah, I knew he was super, super quick. And with the experience he had, I wasn't surprised at all. So it was uh, just amazing to see amazing so if, if you had to say who was the next like sebastian Loeb or sebastian ogier would you say cali's roma pair is that has a potential to be that yeah for sure definitely has the potential i don't know if if you never know if it will happen but i definitely believe that he, he has the potential to do it so uh, he's the only young guy out there and the only one who can do it at the moment uh, so yeah, I think definitely has the potential. In terms of you, he's young, you're young. Does that scare you for when you potentially make a return to WRC one in the whenever you do? Or your hopes of winning a championship someday? For sure, it scares me a little bit because before every other young guy will come into the championship, when the older guys quit, he will be the one with the crazy amount of experience. So. For sure, uh, that is a little bit scary that there's no other young drivers 
in WRC to be able to get experience. Um, so yeah, when we when we other guys hopefully join WRC, uh, we will have a few tough years to be able to beat him until we get the same experience. Yeah, so for sure, it's a little bit scary. Because I know there's a few like there is a Toyota that is able to be rented at a couple events. If that opportunity presented itself for you, would you take it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If 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 it was done properly with enough testing and 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 proper uh, properly done, yes, I would I would do it. Yeah. Um. So you had a a few teammates throughout your career. Who who have been you? Who has been your favorite teammate so far? If you could say. I mean, I haven't had so many, but <laughs> but the the coolest and the most impressive teammate was probably Oitanak. Uh, um, he's a he's a hard man, yes, but he is uh, also the best. So I think uh, Oitanak for sure is one of the one of the best teammates. Yeah. Um, if there if there was a person you could have on your team, who would it be in terms of rally drivers? Um, my father. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Because uh, the experience and the and the knowledge we have together, uh, and the and what we need in a car is very similar. So, for sure, it was would be a dream to have my dad either as a as engineer as he is now, <laughs> or or uh, or teammate. Yeah. Or so, Sebastian Loeb. Why not? You can learn that. I was waiting for you to actually say love or Ogier. I was waiting for that. I didn't expect your father. Um. Anyway, <laughs> well, oh, I think Ogier or Lobia for sure depends. How how big of a help has your father been in your rallying career so far? Well, yeah, for sure, it's been been everything. Uh, it's the only reason why I'm really here. Uh, the knowledge and the experience that I've I've, I've got from him is. Uh, it's incredible and very privileged to have that. So, for sure, that is as a key factor also to where I am today. So, definitely uh, everything. So, um, I remember reading somewhere that you guys that the Solbergs have a plan or were planning on attending uh, the Royal Rally of Scandinavia for the ERC when it happens. Is that That's happening? Happen? That is First, happening. That is happening. So, so who's going to be there? So, uh, we're planning to have the whole family. So Henning is using a car. My mother, um, also my dad. Uh, I'm the only one who's doing the main European competition. Uh, so we're not racing against each other. The other guys are doing more like a show. So it's a bit a bit different in that sense, but at least everyone's doing the rally and attending and making a good show out of it. So yeah, it's going to be a, a Solberg uh, family uh, fight and uh, enjoy. That, that should be a, a fun thing to watch, uh, especially in terms of like writing about it and just in terms of even just watching the times and everything. It, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, it's going uh, to be a super cool, uh, cool thing. <laughs> So you've talked about co-drivers previously. Um, you've used a lot throughout your career. Is it possible to say your favorite one without upsetting your current one? 
that's a difficult question also. I mean, Elliot is for sure one of the best I've had. Uh, I have had a, a few. So the coolest was probably to have Denis Giraudet in the car that I used in America. Because, uh, you know, he's, he was 64 years old at that time. So much experience. He's been with Didier Oriol and he's been with Uacancom. So the knowledge and the stories that I was told is incredible. The, the amount of stories that he has from the old days about the other drivers and the core drivers. And, and that, that itself is just crazy. <laughs> so that was probably uh, the most uh, uh, fun. So I remember when you were in the ARA doing rally, you couldn't legally drive on the road. What was that like for you? Uh, a little bit strange because you had to trust your core driver to actually drive, and I don't really trust anyone else to drive me. <laughs> so uh, I was a little bit scared in that sense. Uh, but uh, okay, that's how it is. I mean, he did a good job, but the difference was that I was 17 years old and short, and he was 64 and tall. <laughs> so it was difficult for him to fit in my seat, to be honest. And in that year too, I remember, I remember in Subaru Launch Control, it's saying your dad did a lot of the recce work with you guys. What what was having him on recce like for you guys? No, but that's also the reason because I wasn't to drive allowed to drive. Uh, so that's also a reason why he did my recce because I wasn't old enough to drive myself. So he needed to to do that actually. So that's that's a reason. And I learned a lot from that because super important to see how he did pace notes and how how to, to do it. So it was a lot of good learning and big learning during that time. So I, I imagine that also made trying to do events a bit harder because they weren't directly your notes. They were somebody else's notes. Uh, yeah, also that made it difficult because you had to trust someone else. <laughs> but again, I, I sat in the car, I saw... I saw the different pace notes he made. Um, so in, in that sense, it was okay because you can, you can see and learn from, from that. And, and, and you mean, can always have, a, have an eye on if you don't like something. <laughs> and I mean, too, it, it, it was probably difficult for him to write them because obviously things have changed so much and he's trying to also give you notes that you'll be comfortable with as with some things, he would be more comfortable with taking a bigger risk than what you probably were at that time. So I imagine that probably made it slightly more difficult for him as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he said that he will make the pace notes correctly to what he thinks. And he did that. So for sure, the, the pace notes were, were tough <laughs> for me to understand in the beginning. Uh, but he made them as they should be. And then the risks come after that, of course. Were there a few times in those notes that you were like, where was he seeing that? Or was there like a cut where it for was sure, like... For sure. <laughs> Definitely. It happened many times. And many times I didn't really understand what his page notes meant. <laughs> so it was quite an interesting, interesting time. Because yeah. obviously, like I said, he's a guy who is willing to take a large risk rather than you who is just pretty much starting at a top level in a top level car. So there was that difference there. And obviously as well, he, he had been out of the sport a bit at the top level, obviously for a bit there. So 
him knowing the speed of the cars even in general especially because it was a car he had never driven previously it's difficult yeah for sure it's difficult the the pace notes the pace notes also depends on the speed so sometimes so and and the the super cars in america were like wrc cars Uh, not maybe the current wrc cars but maybe more like 2016 wrc cars so for sure for sure that was a little bit uh, a little bit different yeah so i know in the pre-show we talked a little bit about you playing hockey what was that like for you to be able to play hockey well uh, i love ice hockey it's my second uh, second sport beside motorsport obviously uh, and I played a lot of ice hockey when I was a kid. Um, I played for four years uh, in a team. So I was not really a pro, but at least I played in the team. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, I, loved, I loved it. It was good off-season practice, good off-season training. And, uh, and, and I still love ice hockey. I still, still play it with my friends on the lake. We make ice hockey rinks. We have goals. We have teams. So we still we have jerseys from our different favorite NHL teams. So you know we do we still do it properly. So it's it's uh, super fun and super cool. So yeah, I think that was also a good thing for me as a kid to try something else, to get some other passion beside motorsport. And and uh, yeah, I think uh, I still still love it. So it's a it's a really fun sport. So you talk about your favorite NHL team there. What is your favorite NHL team? Maybe this will be very political, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not Canadian. But anyway, <laughs> uh, my favorite hockey team is, is New York Rangers. So, yeah. No. I, <laughs> I, I had to say no to that, seeing as I am a Bruins fan. So I... Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I like Bruins. I like, I like Bruins, fair enough. But, uh, but uh, yeah. I, New York Rangers or Washington Capitals also, but that's mainly just because of uh, Ovechkin. He's my favorite player. So that's fair. Um, so is it fair to say, like growing up, that your number one, like your number one want to get into sports was motorsport? Yeah, well, it was very obvious to be honest. Uh, nothing. I didn't get forced to do it by my parents. They didn't really want me to do it, but automatically, when you're involved since a kid, the only thing you see is rallying. Um, it's normal that you want to start with motorsports, and and uh, it's what I loved from when I was a kid, and and uh, I did it for. A, got my first quad bike when I was two years old. My first car when I was five. Uh, so, so, you know, it was very automatic and obvious that it was what I was going to do. <laughs> so if, if there was another like young driver that you would like to see make the swap over to the WRC at some point in their career, who would it be? A young driver from a different sport or, or yeah. from, from within rally that doesn't do the WRC currently? Um, it's difficult to say. There's so many good, good, quick young guys, but um, um, that's a difficult question. I, my best friend from Sweden, he does rallying, just started on the lower level. Uh, so for sure, it would be a dream, as we talked about when we were kids, that both of us would do WRC at the same time, for example. So yeah, my, my best friend there. Yeah. 
Um, I, actually, with that question, I was I was kind of actually expecting you to say Ken's daughter. Actually. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. We can do it again. <laughs> that's actually very. I forgot about that. That's very true. Um, well, I, I, why I didn't say that is because I, I think she will maybe one day. So that's why. <laughs> I, I think there's definitely that hope there, especially from a lot of us who are involved in like the American rally community. We definitely hope to kind of see her take that leap one day and do some do some stuff her father couldn't do and continue on his legacy. Um, because obviously, I think the biggest thing that we would all love to see her do is win the championship, like your father was supposed to last season. Um, until yeah. a deer and and then dust and everything else took him out of the championship race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, for sure. I think she has the possibilities because she's crazy enough. She has the passion for it. And she has very good people around her to do it properly. And I think that's very important. And especially in these times, it's difficult as well. So um, I, I think uh, I think if she's doing well at the moment. So for sure, she has the possibilities. And and uh, to do it so do you still keep up with the ara or do you just focus yeah, on yeah. the wrc oh no no of course I, I follow every race and i look who the state times and who's winning and stuff so brendan semnick is, is is a great driver so it's, it's it's nice to see it and of course barry you know always quick uh, crazy crazy irishman so you know it's it's nice to see the 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 competition and, and for sure it would be nice with a few more cars. But I, I think when WRC also gets to America, hopefully I think that brings also a big interest up. So I think it's good for America and good for the WRC to do to do to do a rally in, in Tennessee. Good for both championships. Um, is there any chance you may do an ARA rally this season? Yeah, you never know. I actually been been wanting to do this national event that is supposed to be in WRC. I think it would be good practice for the future if it comes to the championship. And I would love to do a rally in America again. I would love to do something with Subaru. So, you know, maybe why not? I will do one rally, you know, who knows. But I, I, this is still far away, but at least it's a dream I have. <laughs> I, I remember after 100 Acre, because there's been a lot of, question marks because of the ARA's new regulations with open four-wheel drive cars to make them closer to R5 slash RC2 cars. And I remember there was, a, I remember asking um, people within the community about it. And a lot of people said, yes, they can, but you need the right driver. And your name was brought up a lot as a driver that could actually make an R5 car compete with the open four-wheel drive car. Yeah, Is that it would be very mean? difficult. It would be very difficult for sure. The Subarus and, and, and the Ford of Barry are very, very quick. So I don't really know actually if it would be possible. That who, I, nobody has tried. So it would be cool to try. But uh, yeah, it would be it would be fun to to give it a go. That, that's not like a lot of people want to see you back. I think in the ARA because I think you would bring a higher level of competition. Obviously. Um, but you know, if the start no, of the line I mean, and that sure. happens, that would be good for, for sure. For sure, I, I would never, I would, I would probably not go back into the championship. But at least, maybe when I get old. <laughs> but uh, 
but at least I would love to do this year that one rally, which will include in WRC. I think that's a good practice. So I know you said if, if you could, you would return to America. If the WRC and the IRA didn't have Rally Mexico and 100 Acre Wood on the same weekend, would you have attended 100 Acre Wood? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. I have so much focus around the World Championship right now and it takes so much time. So I, I think that would be difficult. But hey, why not? If I'm in America crossing through, you know, why not do a rally? <laughs> that, that was my kind of thing because I was, because when I seen they were on the same weekend, I was like, that is a bad scheduling. Yes, for sure it is. For sure it's <laughs> really? bad scheduling really bad scheduling definitely takes the attention away from from the rally in america so it's not a good thing to do it and and two i think like if 100 acre was before mexico i think we would there would have been the potential to see some wrc2 guys and even wrc1 guys attend the event as a pretest i don't i don't really think so to be honest but you never know I mean, anything's possible, but we we won't really know. We can't really know the answer now. So, no, exactly, exactly. Uh, unless I go and ask, unless everybody goes and asks every single driver if they would have attended, which I don't think anybody has the time nor the ability to do. So, <laughs> why did you choose the number that you that you're using this year? Uh, this year is different for every rally. Uh, Depends what start list you have. So everything between 20 to 25 really. So uh, this year is not my choice. But last year in WRC, I had number two. Um, so that's because my lucky number is 11. And it was occupied. So one plus one is number two. And I thought it was cool to have the number just behind OG normally. So why not? That, that, it's been weird this year seeing OJ with the number 17 as opposed to the number one. I, I yeah, just it is so... weird. But what I find strange is that Keller didn't take number one, you know? It's very weird. I... Yeah, I, I, I would I would take number one if I was world champion because it's not every day you are world champion. So you better use it when you can, you know? I, I don't know if that's his, his subtle way of kind of just saying... I'm going to win more of these, so I'm going to have more opportunities to use it, but I I don't know. like, Because, like, yeah, when that came out, I was like, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. But some, some I think also Oitanak used, didn't use number one, for example. That was also weird. But everyone else uses number one, so I don't know. Some, there's some special things in the head which I don't know <laughs> I, I think there's some guys who don't like using it because they're, they're obviously people have their own reasons but you know I know this past season in or yeah this past season in the air right Travis was strong at used number one and he didn't win a single event with it and you didn't I win a single think- event all season <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's anything to do with the the number. <laughs> I I don't think it is either. I think I don't believe that. I I don't believe so either. But it's it's a fun thing to just kind of think about. Like, 
but yeah, because because yeah, I think Travis just fell out of of speed with everybody else because obviously Ken was really fast last year, and Semnock yeah. even had a hard time keeping up with him. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think Ken had such a good speed, so it was difficult for the others to keep up at that point. For sure. And like even even like by the end of the season, I could just see Subaru was panicking internally because it's like they were making changes to the car that they hadn't made in years to it. And it was like they were panicking because it was like you know you know what they did or um they changed the front air on the car. I know that much, as well as they also changed the spoiler they used. I don't know about anything else, but I know they did make those two changes, and those are changes that they hadn't made in, like, a while on the car. So, I mean, they pretty much just use the same package every year with minor minor differences. But last year, I know they did make quite a bit of changes on the car just because of how have how absolutely insane the arrow is on was on Ken's Hyundai and and just yeah. purely how fast he was. Exactly. And that made a big difference. And and that's a car you've previously driven as well at the WRC level. Um too <laughs> was yes, the, uh... actually it was Ken's <laughs> I, car. So that's uh, it's quite a cool coincidence. Yeah it was like that, that's cool that you know that's happening um so speaking of you driving that car for you like because you've driven both the uh like wrc rally one car the old one without the high without the hybrids and then you've also driven the hybrid one what's been the biggest difference between those two cars if you can really say um yeah, well, I mean, first, I think the aerodynamic and the speed is higher on the old cars, to be honest. Um, and also, they're lighter. They're so almost 100 kilo lighter. So in that, in that sense, it made also quite a big difference. Um, but um, at least with power-wise, quite similar. Uh, Engine-wise, it's the same. So it's mainly a little bit less arrow on the new cars. And also... Also, they're heavy. They're they're heavier, so um, yeah, they're a bit slower, obviously, but they're not a big difference. Well, apart from the obvious with the hybrid. <laughs> How hard was it last season to actually like abide the hybrid rules? Because I know there's a few of them that have to kind of uh, keep up to, like within like service areas and that sort of stuff. Well, it was just, it was try to not really think about it when you drive. Uh, you just drive your normal driving and then, yeah, it was not really, try to not really think about uh, the hybrid when you were driving it, basically. I remember um, Rally New Zealand, there was a bunch of penalties handed out for, for stuff, I believe, to do with hybrid units. Yeah. What was that like for you guys to just get constantly penalized? Because I remember Tanek got two, Newville got two, you got one. 
Yeah, it was it was uh, high end, I think, uh, obviously. So I don't really know what happened and why, but uh, it was a little bit of panic. And uh, my car also went on three cylinders at that point. So we had a lot of issues during the weekend. But I, I you know, I ended up fifth in the end. So it was not too bad, but but uh, could have been a much better weekend, especially when we had a lot of struggles. But uh, yeah, penalties are always unnecessary, especially uh, stupid things like like the hybrid things. Well, I remember just saying there, and it was like, it, it was just constant, like, Tanak penalized, Newville penalized, Rowan Parra penalized, and then the next day, it was the same thing all over again. I was like, can somebody figure this out, please? Like, this, yeah. it, it's already a chaotic weekend as it is, because you had, I think, both M Sports crash out, and then you had, yeah. uh, I believe, at the same time, an ARA event going on for me, so it was like, can can somebody just figure this out, please? I, I don't feel like writing 15 articles for one event. Mine, I get better pay for that, but, you know. Yeah, no, it was a lot of going on, for sure. There, it was, especially with the weather, it was rain, dry, people went off, hybrid issues, so it was a, it was a chaotic weekend. But it was, it's definitely a fun event, even just to watch, because it's, it's just such a cool event to see. And I know it was one of Ken's favorites as well um, because of the way the corners are and everything to do with that. And, but. Yeah. it That's the unique thing about the roads. I mean, it's uh, so, so flowy, cambered, fast, slow, and uh, it just has everything in one single rally. And all, the both days were very different. Um, so it was uh, super super cool and unique and, and for sure New Zealand is beautiful so that was cool as well um, that, that's actually where I, I saw uh, where, where I saw Ken uh, for like one of the first times that I at least can remember uh, I know I met him before but at least that's where I one of the first times I watched him rallying basically in, in New Zealand 2012 it was um, so another thing that's changing with the WRC schedule, the next season is Latvia is getting added to the schedule list and you previously yeah. raced there. What's your thoughts on that? No, I think it's super cool. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a cool add to the championship. It's a little bit different to Estonia. Not much, but a little bit, uh, super fast. Um, I won there many times, and and that's where I also I started my career. So it's it's also a special special thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's going to be a great event, super good organized and normally, and uh, and cool fast roads. So yeah, I, I hope it's going to be hope it's going to be good. Um, so we've talked about your favorite teammate that you've had. Who's been your favorite person to race against? Um, I, I, I've always said that one of the toughest, at least, or one of the, the yeah, the toughest inside R5, for example, in WRC2, is probably Alexei Lukanyuk, the Russian guy. You know, he's he has super super good speed and, and he's a crazy guy. So and a nice guy. So in that sense, it was cool. Um, WRC wise, I think. Probably Sebastian Ogier is the 
one of the nicest guys, the coolest guys, and and also the fastest. So I mean, in that sense, it was uh, it's also super cool to race against someone like him, you know. Um, I have run out of questions, so. <laughs> Oh, it was a uh, was a uh, was fun anyway. Um, so I think that will be the end of it. Well, we had a good good talk, a long talk, so it was uh, enjoyable. I think that was good.